episode 27 of the Coach Fury podcast. My name is Steve Coach Fury Holliner, and it's my show. That's why my name is in the title. Huh? Hey, thank you for listening, and I also want to give a big thanks to the Fury class crew. It has been exactly one month since classes launched at Fury Industries, a.k.a. Fury's Place, and I want to thank the members that took a shot on something new, something small, something that is really meaningful to me and becoming members of my extended Coach Fury family. Thank you so much. It has been awesome getting to know you and seeing you progress through the last four weeks, and I really look forward to where this thing is both going to and growing to. Um, Thank you. And as always, to my personal training crew and the online coaching crew, uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for allowing me to do what I love doing and your trust and my abilities to do so. I'm forever grateful. Thank you. And for the listeners, thank you, too. I really enjoy making this podcast. It means a lot to me, more than I expected. And uh, thank you for listening to the words coming out of my mouth. Hey, so if you want to join the Fury crew in classes or in personal training or in online coaching land, head over to CoachFury.com. And you can see everything that I offer and hopefully see all the benefits that I can provide to you. But I also want you to take a moment and look at my reviews. In this whole era of social media marketing, I think there's a lot of hype and there's uh, a lot of emptiness behind some fancy images and things. It's been a common theme with the podcast guests. Take a moment to actually check if, as if you were ordering Chinese food or looking for a doctor when it comes to a personal trainer, because like we're directly related to your physical well being. So check out my reviews, see what I have to offer, hit me up. I'd love to have you join the family. Now, speaking of the extended family, let's talk about courses land. I love going out and teaching courses, and we have a bunch coming up, including some new ones that are on the books. Original Strength, April 8th at Parisi, powered by the Edge in Vermont. That's happening. We just announced a DVRT workshop, April 29th at MSC Strength in Boston. Come join us there. That is a $99 four-hour workshop. And if you decide to take a DVRT certification, the price of that workshop will be applied to the certification. So it's really a no-lose situation there. It's a win-win, folks. Hey, the RKC2 returns for its second year to Catalyst Sport in NYC, May 5th and 6th. Original Strength is heading out to Matt Furman's place, Dow Health and Fitness in Austin, Texas. On June 9th, Original Strength is going to be at Quest Fitness in Guilford, Connecticut. And the HKC Kettlebell Cert returns to MFF Bowery in NYC on July 15th. I don't expect you to write these dates down. You can visit CoachFury.com, head over to the Courses tab, and they're all there. And I hope to see some of you there. And if I don't know you and you're hearing about these things from the podcast, give me like a high five. We'll do like a a high-low. So we'll have a special handshake, special high five at the course. Or not. (laughs) Whatever you feel comfortable with. Let's talk about this episode. So Seb Morgan is the guest on this episode, and I don't want to get into, because we talk about it on the podcast, how we met and all that stuff, but just know this. Seb is somebody that uh, I got awareness of through Strength Matters and some mutual friends, and he gave me a nice shout-out on a podcast, on his podcast, the Strength Matters podcast, and you know, every now and then we would hit each other up to check in on each other via the social medias, the messenger, but Seb and I have never met, never spoken on the phone, And I just was like, I need to get Seb on the podcast so we can meet each other. And literally, there was no other thought other than this is the episode where Seb meets Fury and Fury meets Seb. Let's see what happens, right? And I was 
very surprised. Seb opened up about some troubles he's been going through and some, some, some big events that have happened recently. And we weren't fishing for drama, but I, I just really appreciate that Seb is very open and honest about some stuff. And I, what I didn't expect was, A, for him to be so open. Um, but he's a really good dude. And I didn't expect, I actually got a little emotional hearing him talk about one of his stories. So listen to this. It's a good one. And it's one of the cool things about this podcast is when I get to actually have conversations with people that I've never met, but we have this, like, we're in the matrix, and then we finally get to connect. So, ladies and gentlemen, everyone, boys and girls, pets, cats, and dogs, episode 27 of the Coach Fury podcast, when Seb Morgan meets Fury. I think I'm some sort of mystery bad guy where, you know, you can always see the the henchman who normally dies at the end and then you never know who the bad guy is. You're, you're lurking in a big chair that rotates with a cat. You're... And one claw. Mm-hmm. Don't want to well, masturbate with that hand. Well, hey, Seb. Seb Morgan is on <laughs> the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, so this is a rare one, right? One of the nice things about this podcast, and, and I'm sure you know this because – one of the first times I actually learned of you was from the Strength Matters podcast is, you know, when you have a podcast, you, you get to talk to friends, you get to talk to strangers, and you get to talk to people that you kind of know, right? And that you have positive feelings of or towards. And I've always had positive feelings towards you through, um, we have our mutual friend, Sam Griffiths. And I know through the podcast, one of the things that uh, endeared you to me was you had my former boss and my still brother, Mark Fisher, on. And you mentioned my name and not just mentioned like Fury, but as the Godzilla guy. And I was like, crap, Seb knows me. And this was also at the time, uh, if we're going to talk a little bit about politics in the, you know, why are we fighting world of kettlebells, where the Strength Matters kettlebell cert was pretty new. And between the RKC and other groups, like there can be weird things where like, we're not supposed to talk about certain people sometimes. And I was just like, man, shout outs on a competitor thing. Not that I think that should ever be deemed as like a thing to not shout somebody out on. But uh, I thought those were two cool things. So you mentioned me on the podcast um, and, and also just being a friend of Sam's. I thought that was rad. And then I don't know why it took me finding out that you were going through surgery to be like, Seb, hop on this show. So, I want to know, how did you first hear of me, Seb? <laughs> I'm going to make it all about me. <laughs> uh, well, I want to say, I got, dude, I, let me just mess with my microphone, because it's weird when you hear your voice back. Uh, Stevie the Fury. Mate, I've I've heard of I've heard of you through many. It seemed like many different mediums, and suddenly all at the same time. So it's really difficult to really pinpoint things. Obviously, you mentioned like the the big kettlebell world, and oh, we're not allowed to mention anyone. Well, at the moment, I'm in a position now where I can say whatever the hell I want. Um, I'm not associated with anybody, which is fortunate and also quite unfortunate. I think more unfortunate, in all honesty. Um, Miss a lot of good friends. And also, yeah, you know, so I was associated with RKC, Strong First, and Strength Matters. Did all, all of the stuff with them, um, with, with Strong First UK and with Strength Matters. I was very, again, very lucky, very fortunate to kind of be 
not directly in the front of it, but be be, be in a position where um, I, I got to speak to people and people for some bizarre reason got wanted or want well would would come and chat to me, which was nice. I get shy sometimes, even though I act all Billy Big Bollocks and loud mouth. I'm quite a shy fella when I walk into a room and there's people there. And yeah. I guess that's where the act, the Seb comes. But, you know, obviously it was through, the, uh, through that sense where I would hear of you as well as um, our good buddy, Sam. Sam is a, a wonderful friend of mine. He, and yours as well. Yeah. He's, he may, he may not know it, but he's one of my kind, a member of my support network here up in, up in over London in the UK. I've got some wonderful friends who I've met through all the kettlebell community and the health and fitness community who have become more than just kind of colleagues. They've become great friends where, you know, when certain crap has happened or things in life, or we've just either jibber jabbered through social media or when we've got to see each other on courses and workshops and training events. Um, Sam, Sam's been one of the big parts of that who I've reached out to me. I've reached out to him. We've shared ideas. We shared jokes. Even today we've talked about building a snowman, um, is snowing over here in the UK. So obviously, you know, we're all going to die because we can't handle anything at all. We're pathetic. And the Russians <laughs> are laughing at us uh, massively. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of been like that. And of course, social network. I, I love the social network. I think it's awful for our children these days because of just the crap that they watch and do on it. But I use social network only in a positive way. So the only people I follow like Instagram, man, I'm on Instagram all the time. And I get really annoyed with myself if I don't put an Instagram post up. I love it. Um, <laughs> same with Twitter or Twadja, as I like to call it. Although I use that less and less now. And Fashion Book. And Fashion Book, really, I just, um, I watch other people. I like watching my friends. And stuff. I don't even know what that is. Is that Fashion Book? Is that a Facebook thing or is that another thing? No, it's just Facebook, but the way oh, I say Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but um, I... I only look at positive stuff on there. And again, I check it like every five minutes because I like to see what all my wonderful friends are doing and all the wonderful educators are doing. You know, um, YouTube. I love YouTube because I love watching uh, pe- the, the People Are Awesome videos or, or Fail Army. I love Fail Army. Yeah. <laughs> Fail Army, as well as educational stuff. So I think that's how I came, you know, came about you. And of course, Mark Fisher then, our wonderful friend, Marky Mark and the, the Fisher crew and the phallic wall. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's like that really. It's, it's, a, it's a big and small world. That is one of the wonderful things that I was never prepared for when I, when I joined, when I started following fitness. You know, the first bunch, of, the first handful of courses I ever went to, you know, I would go with people from Five Points Academies, uh, you know, that were teachers before I was ever a teacher or were co-workers as I started getting into it. And, you know, I was so shy because I am one of those introvert extroverts. And I definitely lean heavily more towards introverted. And it wasn't until I actually did CKFMS that I, I felt like I finally came out of that shell. And you don't realize, like, most of the guests on this podcast have come from courses that I've you know, been an assistant at or a member at, like all those first points of contact were all from workshops for the most part. Um, and then, you know, even Sam. So like through Sam, Sam was at the second strong first kettlebell cert ever um, outside of Boston. And I was an assistant instructor on his team. And he later started training with me online for uh, his level two. And that was one of my early, like one of probably like my first like 
I don't know, six online training people that I've ever worked with at the time. And uh, yes, everything, folks, uh, look up Sam Griffiths. He's going to be weird. Go, uh, go hit up his Facebook and friend him. And he's going to be like, why is he so popular after 20 <laughs> people listen to this podcast? But Sam is a gem of a human being. Um, and I'm stoked to be seeing uh, a lot of good stuff coming his way. We're going to get him on the podcast at some point in the near future. And, I, think, uh, I think people who, um, who look for Sam on Facebook and Instagram as well, Take a picture of your naked ass and tag Sam in it and see how many he gets. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't know why until he hears this. <laughs> yeah, hashtag it ass mighty. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna Instagram story him and I'm gonna hashtag it uh, Sam Mighty. You might even see my bandages on my hips, but here we go. So uh, <laughs> my Instagram and I'm gonna story. <laughs> Many of my friends are used to me being naked, so it's okay. Sam might be used to it as well, but I'm going to... Where's that? I got this my face. Here's my ass. There we go. The best thing about this is how your story will be over, like an off Instagram by the time this podcast comes out, and how many unhappy people are going to be looking for an ass shot of yours, Seb. <laughs> oh, time- no, I did it without writing. Shit. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's amazing. Oh, sorry, I'll do it later. But. So in, in a week and a half when this episode comes out, people are going to be like scrolling through your story so hardcore trying to find this shot, but it'll be, it'll be already off of it by then. Well, what's been uh, really funny is because, um, cause again, because I got, met some wonderful friends and gotten through, through my, the old podcast I used to be a part of, uh, made some great friends around the world, and I thought I'd document all my kind of surgery and rehab stuff. And it's always the same people who kind of follow the stories, which I really appreciated of, but it just means the same people now, including a couple of clients of mine who I still train, are going to be looking at my ass with no writing or explanation <laughs> to why I've posted that. <laughs> we'll see if that, 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 that gets flagged for anything. But let's talk about, let's talk about uh, the podcast, because I was actually just on, you know, um, I, I was talking to one of my online training folks and a friend and former, former neighbor, Tess, and, you know, she's been a supporter of my show. And what she said, actually, after you had actually hopped on to check, you know, the, the link and then hopped off. And she actually said the reason she got in a podcast was actually from you and the Strength Matters podcast. Like you were sort of the introduction to the whole world of podcasts. And, I, you know, I think I heard, you know, I was listening to the FitCast first and then Super Strength Show for a little bit. But uh, I wanted to pass that compliment along from Tess. She was like, yeah, that show was great. And that was one of the first ones. Um, and now she's become a supporter of mine. And I remember one of the times, you know, I reached out to you after the shout out with Fisher. But then you'd also made a post about how you were no longer going to be doing the podcast. And then I reached out to you about that because I felt like that was, um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know how comfortable you are talking about stuff. And this wasn't an, uh, an episode to try to pry into, you know, the background lurking so feel free to talk about whatever you want to talk about but i remember being like that seems like a loss because you and um I'm, I'm spacing on the other guys right now mr mr josh 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 had a great sense of humor and it was a fun show and i think sometimes you know fitness podcasts can be very unfun <laughs> especially <laughs> we tend to talk about fitness a lot so at a certain point i don't know if i want to hear too much extra fitness like i've actually been criticized for having too much fitness on on this show because it wasn't actually my intention it just sort of naturally happened um but what 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 was what sort of like what was a highlight of that podcast what was like a lesson learned from that podcast and and what was like uh a, a learning point 
as it ended or, or it ended, um, I don't even know if it's still on. I'm not going to be on. Uh, this is no disrespect. I stopped following the podcast when you weren't on it. Is it, is it even a thing that still happens? Yeah, it is. And yeah, I, what we're going through, you know, like, again, I'm going to talk, I'll talk about it and I'll be completely honest. Um, I won't be offensive at all to strength matters in any way. Um, to the people still involved in strength matters. But I'm going to be honest because uh, I think one of the things that some people will, some people may be a little bit kind of taken back with, and some people know the truth, is that a couple of different stories went around. Um, in essence, though, <clears throat> me and Josh, who, well, I say was a best mate, really, really good mate of mine, great friend. We, we both come from a background of theatre. We both moved to London from different parts of the UK, me being Welsh, so from Wales, and Josh being a northern monkey. So he moved down from Manchester. It's a bit of a joke in the UK. England has a kind of like, um, I guess, kind of like America in the sense where you got the southerners and then the northerners. But, yep. you know, the northerners call the southerners southern fairies and think they're very soft and very weak and they can't handle the hard weather. And then the southerners call the northerners northern monkeys, knuckle-dragging monkeys walking across the roads and um, <laughs> thick Neanderthals. So Josh is known as a bit of a northern monkey because he comes from up north, whereas I'm Welsh and therefore I'm absolutely mega and fantastic. But we both moved to London and, uh, you know, separate times went to uh, drama college. We both had dreams of working within the arts. Um, Within that, we both, again, separately, one of the main skills that we concentrated on was theatrical combat. We used to study technical and classical sword fighting for many different eras from a different round the world. I got a bookshelf with books of um, German broadsword fighting, 16th century small sword fighting. I've got a book that costs about 200 quid called The uh, History and Art of... Um, of defense by Arthur Wise, you know, very rare book to get now. Um, <clears throat> I refuse to get rid of it because of that. And we did a workshop together and we did a job in a place called the Royal Opera House and we just clicked. We got on very well. Um, I was kind of like the, the uneducated, brash, loudmouth, and Josh was the kind of the more sensible side. But we had a, a great relationship where we bounced off each other. Um, we both then went down the avenue of health and fitness. Well, actually, Josh was the first one, even though health and fitness has been my entire life. My father, a uh, competitive bodybuilder on the world stage. I oh, was, wow. yeah, I, I was born and grown up in uh, gyms, basically. If you want to shower, you stand under the drip in the ceiling. And if you want to get warm, start training. You know, it's a real dirty scum of the earth gyms. I loved it. Uh, real thick men who would train there and they're, you know, they're, their uh, post-workout meal was to eat a 20-kilogram weight plate. Yeah. <laughs> These were monsters. I loved them. Thick as hell, but wonderful. Um, so I thought, well, actually, you know, the theatre world is it, tough, especially here in London. I don't care what people say. It's who you know and all that type of crap anyway. So I went down the route to becoming a personal trainer. And at the time, I was doing a lot of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at Carlson Gracie Academy in London. My ch one of the, one of the uh, trainers there, the kettlebell trainer, was Attila, Attila Varga. Um, Oh, monster of a man, a wonderful guy who would just hurt everybody, but then pet them and say, it's okay, little human. <laughs> <laughs> and he taught me kettlebells. And 
and demanded I go through my RKCs. This was the RKC days. And Josh was into kettlebells. And after I did RKC, I was like, yo, these are the people you need to get with. Uh, I linked him up with James Breeze, who at the time was running a company called Kettlebell Fever. And, you know, we just kind of became over the months, stroke years, the three amigos. I went on and did my strong first, then my strong first level two. Then I got Josh to do his strong first and work with him. And there was there was pol- politics. A lot of politics was happening in regards to the kettlebell world, as you're probably aware. Yeah, uh, if I can hop in on that. So uh, I know James from a Dragon Door Mastermind, like, and... We, we were at a mastermind course in San Diego. I want to say it might have been in August. It, it was a while ago, obviously, prior to the split, maybe a year prior to the split. And I, I bring this up because James was a super, super nice guy, and I was really impressed with him. But I know he was a, a, a Dragon Door distributor, and I know so when the switch happened, I know that, you know, for some of us, when the politics happened, it was just like, you know, we were just instructors, non-paid employees. There was no direct financial thing, right? Uh, I will say for myself, I made a bigger deal out of it to make a bigger deal out of it. Um, whereas like, to, to put it in the context of James, like he was a distributor. So there was like a higher watermark for it. Just for anyone that might not be familiar with kettlebell fever and, and you know, being a, one of the few, if only European distributors at the time, I think. Mm, yeah. uh, anyway, so picking it up from there, but I think that's like important to note that you're in actually a deeper level of politics than what like a couple of trainers in New York that went through one or something might've been. I think that's a, a good reference for other people. Yeah. So of course, you know, we were hearing stories and stuff and la di da di da And I kind of, I didn't say I jumped on the strong first bandwagon. I just kind of followed the people who, you know, at the time I was getting to know and admire Dan, John, Dave Whitley, uh, and so on and so on. And of course, James went there as well. So I was like, well, okay, I, th- I think this is where everyone's going. Again, I wasn't massively into it at the time, as in knowledgeable of people. I was more a fanboy. So I was like, all right, well, you guys are going. I'll go too. Okay. Uh, so that happened. And, you know, James, you know, thing is with James, he thinks of things and he makes things happen. Um, Whatever direction they go there, then it's something completely different. But James <laughs> does make things happen. And he wanted to do this podcast. And he asked me and Josh to be a part of it. And we thought, well, in truth, yes, we get to talk to people. We get to do some fitness and education. But in all honesty, I think the greatest pull for it was we got to perform, you know. Um, and I, you know, I, I can kind of, I think some people kind of see it as me just being a bit of an arsehole and a bit of a dick or a bit of fighting the authority or whatever, but I can't pretend to be something I'm not, well, unless it's a performance. Um, so when we did the podcast, I remember the first take, we practiced and practiced and the very first episode of Strength Matters podcast was just myself and Josh and jibber jabbering and talking. And Josh is wonderfully, he was a wonderfully formal guy. If you want someone there who looks prim and proper and who will walk the steps, you tell him to walk and stand in a certain way and change direction 37.5 degrees, he will do that. I'm the guy who skipped down the street, scream and shout, will probably finish in a little bit of a skid, fall over, stand up, shake your head and say, well, good morning, fuckers. Um, <laughs> so we were there and we, we had a big whiteboard and we planned what we we're going to talk about. And the first take we ever did, um, Josh opened it. Josh recorded it, and it went along the, line of, along the lines of, um, hello, and welcome to the Strength Matters podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Josh Kennedy, and this is Seb Morgan. Hey, Seb, what did you have today for lunch? My reply was, 
ice cream. And we stopped and we stopped. And, you know, we had a bit of feedback from James. like, ah, oh, we don't know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you did a wonderful job. But again, very formal, very polite. And we just went, I said, James, man, just press play. Just, let's just press play. Let's see what happens. Okay, press play. Ah, welcome to the Strength Matters Podcast. The, the leading source of health and fitness. My name is Seb Morgan, and this is what a noise Josh makes when you hit him. Ow! That was our first kind of episode, right there. And, you know, those immortal words kind of lasted a little bit. This is what Josh sounds like when you hit him with a stick. Ow! Um, and that's kind of how it started. And we made this, it became an unspoken rule or an unwritten rule that it's going to be fun and it's going to be about people. Yes, we're going to talk about health and fitness, but the truth was, in the very beginning, it wasn't about elitism. It was not. And, I, you know, in truth, it still isn't. I'll give them that. Um, it wasn't about business. The idea was we take it away from business. We take it away from sponsorship. We take it away from ads being placed in here and there. That was the initial idea of it. And that, in truth, is what the Strength Matters magazine was all about at the very start. James's words were, I was in an airport, I bought a copy of Men's Health, and over half of it was advertisement for watches and cars and stuff like that. So the Strength Matters podcast was about just, you know, that, that person opposite me now, I'm, I'm, I'm in my bedroom looking out the window and there's a room, a room opposite me with a light on. It's about that person in there being able to listen to the advice of all the mega wonderful people we chinwagged with. And God damn it, man. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I loved um, finding people to talk to. Uh, I loved researching them and getting some wonderful, great advice. We never planned any of it when we actually got the guest on. We had the whiteboard with just a few facts. Uh, and maybe, you know, we found something interesting that we wanted to talk about. Like uh, Chris Duffin, the wonderful Chris Duffin of Kabuki Strength, the monster, the, 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 the Duffin monster, I call him, who every occasionally I, I still reach out to, swap a little message again on the old Instagram. Um, mega guy, absolutely goddamn mega guy. Anyway, what an incredible history he's got. And before... For me, this was our, apart from Dan John and, you know, Dave Whitney, who are big people, but are friends. This was the first, in my eyes, big person we talked to who we weren't really connected with. This was something new. And I was paid, we, fuck it, we used to say on the, on the show, we're in the studio, we're in the studio. No, we're in Josh's or mine bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this was like, Eight o'clock at night on a Friday night after I had finished working a homeless uh, charity during the day that I was working at just at the time, as well as doing PT stuff. Uh, got, got, got the Josh's absolutely knackered riding my motorbike that I passed, you know, a few weeks or months beforehand. And the Duffinism, the Duffin monster was our first guest. And I was panicking. I was pacing up and down his bedroom around his bed, really worried. I was so fascinated about his history due to his own experience of homelessness. And I was doing a lot for homeless charities. Um, I just wanted to get this right. And God damn, it was amazing. I loved it so much, man. Really did. And again, a lot of our guests, I freaking loved it. And when I we think, did, I think it, 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 as People are giving, so I, I haven't been doing this nearly as long as you, you, you guys had. Uh, this will be episode 27 when, you, when this comes out. Well, congrats, um, buddy. Thanks, man. It's the most consistent thing other than sessions I, I've, I've done in terms of creating something. And I, I get what you're saying. It's, you don't realize like it's how rewarding it can be 
just creatively and emotionally talking to people um, in a real casual way. Uh, this isn't meant to be an income generator in any way, although, you know, I do have a, my Patreon account, but I, I totally get that feeling that you had, like the fact that we're rapping now is, is super cool to me. And, you know, if 10 people listen to it, I mean, I almost, I'm, I feel like I'm doing you a disservice if only 10 people listen to it. I'm sure it'll be more than that, but like, it's just great that we're getting a talk and it's, uh, the podcast helps inform my training philosophy in ways that I didn't expect. Sometimes you're like, you know, you're, you're kind of, I don't know what I expected to get out of it other than sharing some of my cool friends with the world. Um, both names known and unknown, or maybe not as known as they should be. Um, but I totally get that. So. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, talking about that, yeah, it, it opened my eyes up. So, I mean, at this point doing the podcast, uh, the podcast, I was still along the lines of hard style kettlebells. Everything's going to be right. And we got to do it right. And if you're not doing it right, you're wrong. And if you're wrong, you're going to die because you're not doing it right. Hard style, ah! And everything else, you know, diet, nutrition, you have to do it. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and at the time it was very easy for all the communities, all the strength community the kettlebell community and they all did it and i don't care what anyone says they would all take the piss out of anyone who didn't do it exactly the same as them one of the most infamous victims really was ryan shanahan and um kettle size <coughs> um, you know the little i'm unfamiliar with them oh mate you just get on youtube and type in kettle size and what you will see is a bunch of people you know men women with tiny little four kilogram kettlebells swinging them around in what the hard style people, many of the hard style people collective would call incorrect form and blah, 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 and, and you know, gob them off and everything like that. Anyway, we did a episode of the Strength Max podcast with Jeff Sokol and Jeff told us about his situation where he was very depressed due to personal circumstances, found himself one evening with TV on the floor a bottle of alcohol in one hand and a revolver or a handgun in the other hand, and he was going to do himself. Um, he then explained that he, he drank himself stupid, passed out, woke up in the morning. Oh, my God, what have I done? La-di-da-di-da. And a couple of weeks later, then, a kettle-sized set, kettle workout DVD. Well, I think it was called Kettle Size. Anyway, I, think it, I think it was Kettle Works. It might, that's it. it that's it. Yeah. The same thing. That's a, I just want to shout this out. That. Jeff's a friend. That is a fucking fantastic episode of your show. And I think it's important. I'm agreeing with so much of what you're saying about our egos and taking the piss out of stuff. Uh, I'll tell you my story, that a similar story in a way, but I, I do want to sh- shine light on that is a uh, Jeff's a special dude. And that podcast in terms of like what fitness can do and how simple a change can, a simple thing can lead to a big change. If you take your ego out of the equation, folks, you should go look that up. Strength matters, Jeff Sokol. Sorry, exactly. I, didn't mean to I still think it's that. online as well. That's um, a that's a, a wonderfully moving, honest um, podcast. That yeah, I'm glad you yeah. brought that one up. So he, he told us the story any, anyway, and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, 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 mega, mega, mega. You know, it really touches. Whenever we went to the Strength Matters Summits then, and we'd be chatting to people. At the end, I'd do a little talk. These are the episodes I think you should listen to. You know, and one was Chris Duffin, the other was Jeff Sokol, uh, my lovely friend Molly, or Dolly, as I like to call her. Uh, she, well, Jeff now uh, coaches out of her gym um, in Seattle. Fuel House. Yes. She's going to slap me for forgetting. Um, you know, she told him that, the, you know, we spoke about him. Anyway, when that was released, Ryan Shanahan listened to it because it, we had it in the title, uh, Kettle Works Saved My Life. So he listened to it. And what, he, what I'm assuming that he heard was me 
mostly, possibly a little bit from Josh, kind of being a little bit cheeky about it. Because um, again, I was in the mindset, strict and all that. And he reached out to us. And he, re- he sent a message which got to James and James forwarded to us saying, oh my God, boys, take a look at this. And we read it and he basically said, hi, I'm the kettle works guy. I listened to the podcast. I'd like to share my story. And I thought, you know what? God damn, yes. I want him on the show. I want to chat to him. I want to hear his side of things because, you know, I'm Seb Morgan. I'm five foot seven. I weigh a peanut and I think I can lift big weights. Sir, I want to chat to this fella. And it was that conversation where I just realized, you know what? He's, I have never put people down in regards to starting health and fitness, whatever their size, their shape, ability, la di da di da But I was, I, I was putting this coach down. Now, yeah, there are some people in the fitness world who shouldn't be what they're teaching could be dangerous and whatever. That's a different subject. Um, and I was having a pop at this fella a little bit. And the one thing he said, which completely changed me, I thought, oh, damn it, you've completely spanked me, Ryan. Um, and I apologized to him then for, you know, being so rude about him and his work, whether people like it or not, I'll stand by what I say. But he said, what I do, what I'm really good at is getting people off the sofa. You know, the, the overweight woman, the, you know, the, decap- the, the person who just feels so uh, self-conscious, the gentleman who feels extremely self-conscious and just won't go to gyms, doesn't matter what type of gym you go to, they're all intimidating when you first start. What I'm very good at is getting them off the sofa, getting their asses in gear, just getting them moving a little bit. After that, wherever they go, that's cool with me, man. But, and I was like, ah, oh, you're right. You do that. People do tell their numbers. And I know there's lots of other little programs online that, yeah, you know, your home DVD order thing. I don't really agree with some of them. Whatever. That's my opinion. What does that matter? Um, But he was right. He was completely right. You know? Yeah. And I was just like, God, you got me. And I apologized to him for my kind of behavior, my language towards him and his product. And it was a great chat. Um, he, he quickly had to run away because he was about to coach Will Smith for what we later discovered was this, when they were filming Suicide Squad. Oh, wow. Uh, and his, in the middle of, or just as we were chatting, his uh, assistant knocked the door goes, um, Mr. Shanahan, uh, Mr. Smith's demanding his workout now. <laughs> we were like, Mr. Smith, and you're in Canada. They're filming a film in Canada. Is that so-and-so film? And he was like, I'm not at liberty to discuss this. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny that you say this because, you know, I have a similar story when I started thinking about the shift. So, you know, uh, I, I went through the RKC and, uh, you know, this is, this is at a time both in, in the RKC when the, when the split happened, the divorce happened, where I was still able to like, you know, I, I knew Pavel, you know, like we weren't like super tight in any way. I don't want to like, expo- but like I could say, hey, to Pavel, he knew who he was. He'd be, we'd be at courses together. Like he, he was really cool to me. And equally, John Duquesne was really cool to me and I started doing work with both sides um until basically five points and all of my teachers had gone to strong first like so all the guys that were my team leaders more or less um or master instructors at the time went to strong first so I was doing a little bit more work there and you know the ego you know and it's this ideal hard style ego on on either side too I'll be honest like that you know I felt like it was a little bit more one-sided on uh, uh bandwagony on one side than the other but I remember we were at a course and someone pulled up a video. Uh, I don't know if I've ever actually publicly said this. So this is, this is, 
you know, the first time of, of Josh Hankin doing something with the kettlebell. I want to say it was like a, it might've been some sort of a lunge variation or a sprinter stance swing, something that like, you know, clearly everyone I, I teach for Hankin, he's one of my, you know, at the same time in the RKC a month later, Hankin is part of my training life. I teach for both of these groups. Um, and you know, suddenly there were all these instructors kind of bashing on whatever the move was, not trying to question like, what is he trying to accomplish? What purpose could it serve? What gap should it fill? It's just, no, this isn't one of the big six, right? It's just not one of the things we've learned at our level one cert or our level two cert. And I'm looking at these people that were my friends. And this was like the start of the crack in my facade a little bit. Cause I, Josh is somebody that I just look up to so immensely was like, Josh is brilliant and he's brilliant outside of the world of kettlebells. He's brilliant inside the world of kettlebells. He's created a fully fledged thorough system has been training for years. And some of you guys are part-time coaches on the weekend, right? So who quite frankly, like who the fuck are we to be tearing that guy apart? Right? Like, or even trying to. And that was the first thing where I'm like, Ooh, maybe this ego thing is still too much. But again, I was like relatively new into this and I was very proud of the work I was doing and recertifying, getting these opportunities to teach and meet people. So I was definitely going down the rabbit hole a little bit. And then there would just be more and more of these instances of elitism over A, it being fully honest and what is the goal, right? Like what is the goal to be elite physically or is the goal to be the best coach you can be to help people to be better now i don't work i've done a couple of gigs with the military thanks to josh but i don't work with first responders um you know i'm not trying to do any sort of navy seal boot camp thing although i'd be happy to help if anybody ever reached out to me um you know i just need like i'm trying to help people like me like i was when i started you know and we get so caught up in this power of initials and I think it's starting to change in a wonderful way that we're starting to be like, okay, it's actually the initials are great and you should value them and be proud of the work you've done to accomplish something because the snatch test is hard, whatever your test is hard, but it's the education, right? So um, between all of these groups, the education's kind of the same if we're going to be honest about it. Who's the teacher you want to go with? Who's the, the marketing personality you align with? Who do you feel you get a sense of relatedness to? that you want to go and learn from. And if you have a bad experience, you try something else. But I, I love that you brought up, because I don't remember li- listening to that episode and thinking of you guys slagging on Kettleworks. Like I think it, from an outsider perspective, not being involved in that program, um, I was just, and having known Jeff, but Jeff and I had never talked about that stuff. Um, you know, that program that we would all make fun of saved his life. It's like the same thing where, you know, uh, people used to recycle the Nike kettlebell library mm-hmm. and like years yeah. after those videos have been out, like it'd Absolutely. be like, okay, yeah. it's another year. We're going to recycle these videos and bash on Nike. Meanwhile, Nike in the last two, you know, at this point, the last time this kind of went in a wave has been investing tons of money in wonderful coaches to actually have a better educated process. You know, two years ago, I think there was a Super Bowl commercial for Fitbit and someone did an incorrect kettlebell swing and everybody started rallying against like, that's not a real thing. And I'm like, you know, how about we we just showed a million people, millions of people, a kettlebell? We -hmm. can teach them how to swing, but maybe we just introduced what is this ball with a handle? But we can be such dicks, such dicks about it. And I know just the older I get, and I'm not, you know, as rookie a, a trainer anymore. And you know, I'm very fortunate I get to teach for a number of groups, but it's like, I just want to share information. Um, 
And I don't really care what other groups you've gone to or teach with, but there's still these things, man. And you probably felt it when you were more directly involved with strength matters where people come up to you and they're almost like embarrassed be like, yeah, but I'm thinking strong first. Or yeah, but I'm thinking RKC. Yeah, you know, I was thinking you, but then my friend's saying this. It's like, you know what, just get education. And if you really got to think about the, the title or the branding or the logo or what it's going to look like on your business card, like m- maybe you got to rethink your priorities versus like, how's it going to help the person you're training? Or if you're exactly. in a, I mean, how's, when, how's it gonna help you? When when kind of the so you know, we, we were cracking on with the Strength Matters podcast, promoting strong first courses and speaking to other great, wonderful people from around the world as well. And when when the kind of idea became public that Strength Matters was going it alone in regards to its education and kettlebell certain education, whatever, there was a there was quite a bit of a crossover period where you know, it was, it was kind of okay to be associated with both. Um, James obviously resigned from Strong First. Uh, a new Strong First representative was put into place, a UK director. And I remember when I was still part of the Facebook groups before, I say before I was kicked off. It's been a while, actually. It was a while after that before I was kicked off. Um, and yeah, I was removed from the groups by someone. I don't know who. I don't really give a shit. Fuck them. And I remember somebody bringing up a conversation about a simple question. What are the differences between this and that? And, and people from around the world, remember, these strong first groups were, and I'm not bad-mouthing strong first, I'm just saying what happened. Um, I still love strong first. Again, great friends, Marky Mark and the Rifkin Bunch. He went back over the strong first. Yeah. Um, and I, I know the reasons why. What am I talking about? Yeah, and somebody asked a simple question, and I was still in the group. And I, I watched as people said things about probably the same things that some people said about when strong first was created who remained in the rkc camp um obviously though i think some people may have bitten their tongues a little bit because obviously pavel went over the strong first where if it was the other way around let's say pavel stayed in rkc and people went to strong first yeah they would have gobbed off a lot more and i was just watching and listening and seeing what people were saying and some wonderful friends spoke about you know what we don't care la di da and some people like no and i decided to jump in it was well known at that point i was a member of strength matters i was the guy doing the podcast it'd been out for months at this point i said hi guys it's me seb uh i do the podcasts i'm also a strong first instructor i'm still an rkc instructor i'll train someone for strength matters strong first or rkc i don't care Actually, I'm currently training someone who's off to the States to do their strong first. Mind you, I'm still doing strength matters and I'm helping to organize the course. I didn't give a damn. And I don't think anybody really posted after that comment. Maybe one or two saying, oh, no, I agree. But no one really gobbed off. No one said much. And I'm not saying it's because I was almighty with my mouth and wound their necks in a little bit. I think it just slapped home as some people's, some, not everyone, but just some people's, not bad attitudes, but just silly attitudes. It com- com- completely. It, it's, you know, um, here's another thing I've never talked about. So when I, when I got my job, uh, my role with, with the RKC, you know, I had, I, I had gone through all of the SFG certifications, including the SFL and the SFB. And I was, you know, I, I'm, I'm forever grateful for the opportunities that I got through my friends and, and teachers in that group. Like I really fully, I learned a ton. I really enjoyed my time there, but you know, uh, what people tend to 
uh, outward perception, I think, to uh, people when they see people that assist and assist often is like, A, I think, you know, you can say like, okay, this person's established a reputation of, of having credible skills and or teaching ability, right? Because you're coming back more than once. Clearly, you're doing more than recertifying. So like, there's an awareness of like, you know, that part. But I think it gets lost that, you know, and, and it's all up to us to decide that, you know, assistants are generally working for free. You know, like we were there because we want to be or we need to research or for me, it was how I viewed my I, this is a second career. It was my college education, basically, was I didn't go to college for this stuff, but I'm going to assist a lot. I'm going to invest my money in that and assist a lot and learn. And, you know, there's a, a weird bit of ego that can come up with that. But I know when I got my role with the RKC as a senior in 2014, you know, I was never a paid employee of Strong First. And they completely took me off their website. Um, and, and, you know, I had a, a conversation where I was like, you know, look, I'm a consumer. I, I paid for these things. I passed these things. Um, and had a good conversation, you know, like, I, there's no hard feelings about it. But I thought that was really weird, right? Like, uh, you know, I had had an opportunity to help and do a lot of work, which was great. But now, because I actually got a job where I can make money teaching. Um, now I'm not on the website. And I was still training a bunch of people for the Strong First stuff. You know, like I had helped set up the first New York SFG and I had a ton of friends going through it. And then I stopped by to see it. I mean, it was literally at the gym that I was a former employee of before MFF. I had a ton of friends going through it, all friends assisting at it. And I went there to see Artemis, who was on the podcast, you know, just an episode or so ago crush her iron maiden because i knew this was the year and you know like a week later i got a call of like you know you can't go to those things anymore someone complained not from this was actually on the rkc side of things you know somebody somewhere complained about me going to see my friends that i've known for years at the place i work out but because of the the brands it's like, how about showing that we can all be friends and that it's this education and that this thing is all bigger than any of the group or the initials you stand behind. Fitness as a, fitness as a profession, as a calling is greater than any set of initials. Okay. Now, you know, in all honesty, yeah. And in truth, I'm going to, I'm going to let every, trouble is the people who, who will listen to your podcast are fitness minded anyway. But for anybody who's not a trainer, is not an organized, I'm going to give you a niche into a massive big secret. It's all online free anyway. You don't need to abide by some school's um, beliefs, morals, logo, T-shirt, whatever. It's all online. Get your ass on YouTube. It's all there. Every, every new person I train with, I send them um, the Delaline Ross. It's about a 9, 12-minute video where she talks through the swing. I send them that and say, have a look at this. You're going to understand. listen to the language that she uses. This is what we're going to work on the first few weeks. <laughs> save yourself a grand and a half get on it two grand with the hotel fees and traveling and the work you're going to lose over the weekend save yourself two to three grand just watch your videos buy a book that is of course <laughs> unless i'm teaching the course free. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's one of my courses then it's worth every penny totes totes <laughs> get on the fury industries <laughs> but yeah i think it's good to talk about that stuff because it's it, it's you know there's so much similarities too like even if you have a different system that you know it, it isn't as direct as like hard style so whether or not it was uh strength matter strong first or the rkc even if it was like it was different set like you know our end goals are usually pretty similar 
Absolutely. And we're all generally pulling from a very somewhat central pool of knowledge, you know, to come up with this stuff. So when, when we get so dogmatic or idealistic about stuff, like as a coach, you, you, you should have how whatever your personal training style is, it should be based on uh, an amalgamation, a combination, uh, uh, like a constructicon for Transformers fans of the things that have worked for you, right? That, that you're like, this is proven and solves this problem. This is proven for me and solves this problem. They all unite and form a giant training philosophy, uh, Autobot or Decepticon. Constructicons were Decepticons, bad guys. And, you know, you go from there versus like, I just have this one thing, right? Like it's, 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 you, you have to be more well-versed, even if it's just shows you what you don't like. I think that's important too. And people forget, um, you know, that sometimes you're going to go to a course that you're like, man, that was really bad. And I don't know, I don't understand why everyone's loving this one, but it allows you to have that critical thinking for yourself. Like this just didn't make sense or isn't going to be applicable to the people that I train or the style of training I have. Uh, and then also just being open to the fact that there's so many more styles of training, even if we're all hard style kettlebell people, how you present yourself and how you program these things make a world of difference. Um, and, 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 and just being open to that and not so hypercritical because we are so insanely hypercritical about things. And I know I got busted. I saw a fitness equipment company ad where they were doing swings on a BOSU ball. And, you know, it was like, you know, I posted a Facebook post, you know, because there are certain things that I think, you know, look, if, if, well, I'll, I'll tell the story. So I posted like, hey, look, this isn't, I don't, I don't view this as a safe thing. I'm not trying to slag the thing, but if they're going to show you this as a marketing angle, uh, ask your coach and your coach has you do this, ask them why. And after they give you the answer, call me and I'll tell you probably why it's not a good idea. And then somebody that I respect very dearly reached out to me, um, that he's actually been working on with this person to come up with the reason behind doing the specific style of swing on a BOSU ball, that there is a specific response they were looking. So immediately I'm like a high level coach better than me had a specific reason. Now my issue is still like throwing that in a marketing video, is still a little bit of a shortcut, right? Cause we're not, for me, if you're going to market something, it's kind of like you got to show the safest value of it before someone tries it at home. There's always that threat of like, all right, now I'm just going to try that at home because I saw a snippet of it on a commercial versus like working with somebody to get to that point. But it was also like, crap, man, I, I got to be careful of, of I got to be more mindful of maybe there is a purpose behind this. But that, that, that's one of those things where it's really easy to be judgmental, but we also have to be open minded. And it goes back to that same thing when I heard people talking about Josh's video. It's like, well, Josh's video served a purpose. I couldn't even tell you what the video was. I just remember it pissed me off like greatly. Um, I gotta be honest. I still, I still fall for it sometimes. You know what? <laughs> right, we'd be talking about all this, and now oh, we shouldn't be so critical. There's gotta be a reason behind it. And then somebody smarter comes up to us and gives us a reason to why you're doing handstands on a bosu ball while juggling kettlebells on your feet and a viper on your penis. But um, you know, fair enough. But there still is some real dumb, dumb, stupid stuff oh, out. Very and true. You gotta think, why are they doing that? And blah 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 blah. But then sometimes I just think. Like Dan John says, do no harm. You know what? If it's doing no harm, and again, like, um, like, uh, like Shanahan said, Brian Shanahan said, if it gets them off their ass, 
Then fine. Remember, we all used to badmouth CrossFit. Go, we've deviated from the strength. I'm gonna go back this. I need to finish the strength, the podcast story. But like, <laughs> we all used to badmouth CrossFit because the way they did their kettlebell swings, the American swing high above their head. You know, the way they do the Olympic li- lifts for reps rather than single reps. You know, uh, the kipping, kipping puts. We badmouthed it to hell. But the greatest thing that CrossFit ever did was get people off their butts and touching the barbell, including insecure, um, possibly borderline depressed individuals who feel they will never reach any sort of potential or their goals or the images that's plastered on TV. They'll never reach that. It got them off their butts and actually touching the barbell and feeling good about themselves. You know, and CrossFit has basically blown us all out. Of the, it's blown us all out of the water. The RKC, Strength Matters, um, Strong First. It's kicked our asses. Good on it, I say. I don't do CrossFit. Personally, I'm not really interested in doing it. I, I prefer more of the kind of old-time strongman stuff. Uh, that's my love, really. And just, you know, dirt. But good on them. They slapped us all in the face. They survived the battle. And they're kicking our asses, man. And people are opening up their gyms and crowds are going to it. Here's, here's a harsh reality. How many people have opened up kettlebell gyms and are suffering a little bit? You know, find it a lot hard. Completely. Open a CrossFit gym. Do your level one. Open a goddamn CrossFit gym, okay? And you've got a business then you put into the direction of correctness to help people. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's the motiva- motivating factor. And I think, you know, the, the thing that CrossFit did too is I think in the lieu of the criticism, A, I, I think there was enough time in the program where there's some exceptional coaches out there. You know, like it hasn't been just like everything's not an injury farm as people like to believe it is. Um, and I think, quite frankly, we also, a lot of people had to back down on it because suddenly it'd be, like, easy to be hard style and, and like, you know, slam and CrossFit, and then they're hosting the certs. And then you're kind of like, well, h- how can I – they're, they're going to host, so I'm going to be cool about this. It, it just all comes down to what's working and who's good at it, right? Because there's just levels of everything. You can go and get your, you know, your RKC or whatever initials kettlebell shir- shirt and still not be a great coach, you know, Absolutely. we're going to arm you with uh, as much information and troubleshooting. And, and for me, as an instructor, now that I've been teaching these things for more years, you know, my main goal is really like the coach in the troubleshoot. Uh, I, I don't care, man. I don't really care how strong anybody is. So I'm impressed with strength, right? Like, um, you know, like I like when when I see people do like what, whether it's Whitley bending something um, or, you know, Melody Schoenfeld, like at her size doing a heavy deadlift or Artemis doing, you know, like that stuff's impressive to me and I can fan out on it. And I know that I've chased certain things and, but, but as my job as a trainer, what I've had to learn over the years is, is it's really like how good, how quickly can you coach a swing? How, how, how effective can you coach a deadlift? How, and I don't even mean like overcomplicating it. It's actually, if anything, it's like simplifying it it's stripping the thing down that's the thing that's impressive to me and that was one of the great things like you know working at mff uh hashtag team best team it it was just really pulling all of these pieces apart to simplify everything but also we'd have these intellectual battles so it's it's like that's the thing like i I don't care what your press is like i'll be stoked on a heavy press just because as a fan but it shows me nothing other than you've 
you're strong and you've gotten to a point where you can press a lot. It doesn't show me that you can share it. I think that's a lost thing. And I, I will say when I was thinking about, you know, the RKC gig, um, it was definitely one of those items was like, I just want to teach. And I felt like we were definitely more of like, we're going to teach how to teach. We're going to not take care necessarily about like how, um, tactical we are or how elite we are but like I want to be able to have teach my grandma how to actually teach um my grandparents are no longer with this so I don't mean my grandma she doesn't know how to do kettlebells she's dead both of them um I don't want to be rude but that's a great slogan for a t-shirt all my grand all my grandparents are dead but I would teach them kettlebells if they weren't (laughs) (laughs) if my grandparents were dead I'd let you teach them kettlebells. Yeah, if, if they were alive, you'd coach them. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that's like, you know, um, I think that's an, an, an important part of this equation. There was like a, a, I'm trying to think of what the exact quote was, but there was a hard style quote. Um, it might have been Paul, I think it was Pavel that had said this, that people that want to be entertained when they train aren't serious about their training, right? Now, mm-hmm. I have to ask you, if entertaining somebody gets them to come back to the gym and you have to define what entertaining is because for me that's just delivery style right or at mff it might be like i'm wearing godzilla tights or something you know but like is that isn't the goal to have people repeatedly come back to the gym either to have them meet their goals or if you're a business owner to have people spend more money in your business, like on either side of that coin, the caring or the financial, ideally you have both, right? You want them to come back. How serious does somebody need to be about their training if they're a mother of three? It's, it's that thing, is it? I mean, um, again, with, and I'm only saying this because it is the truth. Uh, people can gob me off or whatever for saying it, but with strong first, and again, I miss strong first. I'm not being nasty, whatever, but it was, it was always this elite. Yes. The elite, the special forces, the first responders. I'm sorry guys, but how many of you out there actually would instruct first responders and not just hobbyist first responders, you know, the police officer, the, the fire officer, officer the um the the doctor the ambulance person or the military personnel who's just a member at your gym and comes for a workout not in that sense but actually taking somebody through selection tests how many of you are doing that yes there are some but not many of you so wind your neck in for christ's sake okay stay relaxed your your biggest bread maker again is that individual sitting at home yeah chill out um and so, yeah, it was, all, it was all a bit too serious. People going, rah, 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 rah. You, here's the goal. If you own a business, you want someone to come back. So you entertain them to what their entertainment limits are. If their entertainment is a joke and a giggle and a smile to feel comfortable, then make them feel that, get them to come back and pay money. If their entertainment limits are to get absolutely smashed to holy hell and dine with Odin in the halls of Valhalla, then destroy their souls. Do no harm, as Dan John says. Yep. You know, and then they come back. For the coach... The entertainment value, again, is is to have somebody trust you, relate to you, and want to come back and see you or want to come back to your class. Um, and, yeah, that entertainment is anything. You know, so for, for on, um, 
So I, I, my, my normal job at the moment now, Monday to Fridays, nine till five or eight till five, eight till five. I work in a school here in London. It's called a PRU school, P-R-U, pupil referral unit. We've only got about 50 students. They're kids who've been expelled multiple times from other schools or can't go to what we call a mainstream school for many different reasons, where there be learning difficulties, um, ADHD, blah, 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 or, um, uh, behavioral difficulties. I had a knife pulled on me the other week. Actually, oh, wow. Yeah, I told the kid to stab me. The bugger didn't do it. <laughs> and, um, he, uh, you know, so we're working with really rough kids. That's my normal job. In the morning, I do a little bit of personal training because I like it. Don't need to do it. I like it. The gentlemen and the people who I work with, great. Love them. Adore them. And on the weekend, and again, we have a little bit of a giggle. We do kettlebells and other stuff. And it's, it's not strict, but it's like, let's do this. Check the form, la-di-da. He, he, no, he's a great guy, the one person I work with. And on the weekends, I do boot camps in Hyde Park. Hey, if any, anybody's visiting London, come to Hyde Park on Saturday morning. Come and join our boot camps. And I, I play the, the kind of angry instructor. Listen to me, Miss done in such a jokey way that the members know it's a jokey way. They give me shit back. I feed off it. It's a great laugh. Um, you know, I've been off it for a couple of weeks and the messages that have been passed to me via the, the group leader, the park manager, you know, everyone checking up and they see if I'm okay. You know, if I'm, if I'm missing, they ask why, but yet when I'm there and they want to come and give me a hug, I'm like, don't touch me. I hate you. I hate you all. I'm going to crush your souls. Shut up. Everyone stand in line. Ah, oh, why are you failing me? I just want to die. You know, they do the job. What needs to be done, and they have a giggle about it. Bish, bash, bosh. There you go. That's what entertainment is. It, it completely comes down to who do you want to work with? Like, what what type of a you know a client member student are you trying to draw, and what makes you feel comfortable? And I think just by the nature of what the uh, and this isn't a diss on all the groups. Let's face it, the RKC was a source of a lot of the um, the old RKC was a source of a lot of this stuff a lot of the ego and a lot of the, you know, uh, military vibe of it all, uh, is, is, you know, is, if that's the style you want to teach and that's the type of people you want to attract, go for it. I think what's been interesting, you know, since the success of Mark Fisher fitness is, you know, you more and more, you see people, uh, trying to kind of copy that or wearing unicorn horns or, you know, tights or whatever, or pant, you know, in their underwear, because they're starting to like, you know, if, if the one thing that MFF will go, is is like you don't have to take these things as seriously you know have the education but also know enough of the education that like you know in a very zen way you can let a lot of it go to create an experience and it's the experience with results that will keep coming back because we know results alone doesn't do it because people go they get results and then they fall off right like we know that it has to be the combination of both I'll be honest, I think for most people, the experience probably outweighs the results to some degree because, you know, they might still not have their nutrition on track and, you know, they want to come where they can have fun and sweat and feel like they're putting something good in, and they are, um, versus actually tracking their macros and, you know, seeing maybe measurement changes. But if you can have results and create an experience to match the personality type of your, you know, whatever that uh, group of folks that you're trying to get, like that's a winning situation. I think the problem with coaches, and I, and I struggle with this, so this is, you know, me looking in the mirror on this, is you get concerned with money and you want to get everyone. And I really have to thank my time at MFF and still as, as friends and as mentors from MFF, like, to allow me to just like, you know what, I don't need everyone. I want to be able to help 
some, but in some way, everyone indirectly. And that might be like, you know what, like your personality is probably like, I might not be a fit, but Seb's going to be perfect for you. So go with Seb or Sam. Right. But like, if you're one of my peeps, like I got you and we're going to go through this and I'm here for you versus trying to be like, you know, every person isn't necessarily going to be your ideal client. And we've had conversations on the podcast, you know, um, you know, you mentioned about Facebook and, you know, trying to stay on positive stuff. Well, I know you guys just, I'm not trying to get political at all, but that's been harder to do as of late because you guys have been dealing with Brexit. We've been dealing with Trump, you know, and, and I've made some political posts that, you know, I, I feel are important because I know, you know, like it's having an impact on how my kids are thinking. Well, I shouldn't say my son's not really involved, but my daughter you know, if, if, if in the States we're living under Empire of the Strikes Back right now, my daughter will be Return of the Jedi. Like, she's, this is going to have a positive impact through her life um, by seeing how bad she can perceive certain things. And that's awesome. But it's all about perspective. And if I piss somebody off on one of my political posts, you know what? They probably don't want to come and train with me. You know, and that, that, that's all right. Like, I, I, I'm not going to exclude you. I'm not going to say, like, you, no Republicans allowed because I have a lot of friends that are Republicans. I have a lot of friends that have guns. I have a lot of friends that, you know, but there's a certain level of it where if this really offends you and we can't have a conversation, then, like, we're probably not going to be the good fit. Like, I, if you get disgusted looking at Godzilla toys, you don't want to train at Fury Industries. Hey, Seb, I got a hold for one second. Someone is viciously uh, laying into my door buzzer, and I'm about to have a Coach Fury moment. I'll be right back. Hang in there. So I'm a coach for you, and I'm just going to stand here and talk. I'm going to tell people what's going on outside, actually, because here in the UK, it's uh, snowing. It had been snowing today, so obviously the weather, um, the UK has fallen, it's crumbled. We're all going to die. But my street is mostly covered with white. The pavement's completely white. The road is actually all that kind of poop brown now from all the sludge of the cars going up and down. I've gone out a couple of times in the car today. I actually went to work. The kids had a snow day. But I went to work on my crutches, hobbling around on my one leg and two steel legs for my crutches. It was quite difficult. Um, on the bus, London buses suck, especially in the snow. Anyway, so outside my window, as I said, I've got one light that's on opposite me. And there's another house where you can see in the kitchen. And somebody's in the kitchen doing something. I can't see what they're cooking. I don't think they're cooking anything. No, there's something in their hand. They put it down and they've moved, so they're gone. Um, out of a whole street, those are the only lights that's on. It's a little bit strange. I often wonder as well, because I live in a little cul-de-sac area. If a zombie holocaust was to happen, what would I do? I always tried to plan for a zombie holocaust. Christ, Fury, you're taking your time. <laughs> Everyone is in one piece. Damn it. Ah, I hope you keep it going. <laughs> I was just like, you know. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It was just yeah. like nonstop. Plus oh, wait, plus my turn. Someone's phoning me. Hold on. I can't answer right now. I'm doing a podcast. I'll call you back later. Hold on. Hold on. Say hello to everybody worldwide who's listening to the podcast. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Catch you later. Bye. Hold, hold on. It's my turn again. There's a raven at the window with a message. <laughs> Let's just keep finding, finding reasons uh, to, to get off the call. Yeah, but going, going back to what you're saying, yeah, about these type of things, you know, sometimes if something hits you hard enough, then yes, do speak your mind. It's a free world. Just don't be offended. I, I think don't really be nasty, offensive. There's no need to be like that. And if, if that drowns some people out from your life, fair enough. That's pretty cool. But then sometimes I think there's no point. And 
you know, this was, this kind of relates back because I, I, I need to finish it. I need to get closure for myself in all honesty and I need to tell the truth. Was my parting with Strength Matters. Let's go um, into it. Let, let's, let, let, uh, let's get it off your chest, man. We're here for you. Yeah, so, you know, we, we carried on with the podcast for many different episodes, weeks and months, and we absolutely loved it. Business was growing, and it became apparent that it was starting to become a business. Somebody told me once, years ago, is you can make a friend out of a business partner, but don't make a business partner out of a friend. And that's the way it kind of went. Um, <clears throat> I started working for Strength Matters full-time, and it be started to grow more into a business. Well, let's just say like this. I was getting emails telling me I can't post certain things on my own private social network. Okay. Now, not nasty things, not rude things. I, mean, I never do. I hardly ever post. Months will go by before I post something on my Facebook. Um, again, I'm just watching my wonderful friends. But uh, a friend put something down and I said, so like, fuck yeah, or fuck no, whatever, whatever. I, had, I received in my email a screenshot of that post and then being told I can't do that because it sets the wrong uh, president, the wrong image. I'm like, this is me. And it's a little bit of a humor and I've said a naughty word. Um, I was upset by that, quite upset. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not the easiest person to work with. I have mood swings. Um, I throw temper tantrums. I throw my prams out of the toys. Again, I like to keep things nice and chilled out and fun and friendly. And fun and friendly can't always be good for business. That's fine. But I didn't like that type of stuff. Uh, we, did have, we did have an issue um, with one episode. We had a wonderful guest on who was just non-PC anyway at all. And uh, it went live. And this was at the point where Strength Matters was walking the avenue of sponsorship. They wanted to get sponsorship. James was seeking sponsorship. He um, became very, uh, somebody else became involved in the company who dealt with sponsorship quite a lot. That was their business, dealing with sponsorship, getting athletes with sponsorship. Suddenly, most of our guests were recommended via James, who happened to be clients of the individual, of the other individual who was massively into sponsorships. Like, hmm, okay, I see where that's going. Um, yeah. Sometimes then, some of our guests started to become business people, and we were talking about Business, business, fitness products, la di da. And it's like, okay, gotta be honest, me and Josh would say it off, off the air when we would talk. We're not really too fussed on this idea, but hey, we had to do it. And it was going down that route. And, uh, you know, I kind of felt as if I was being restrained, being controlled. I was, I was getting upset. I was getting really upset with actually being involved with Strength Matters. I was looking for other work. Um, I wanted to get, you know, I, I loved the podcast, loved spending time with Josh, even though I was being moody with Josh, I'd go to his house to record the podcast and I'd be kind of silent, withdrawn, wouldn't really talk to him much. It was awkward for the both of us and for Josh's um, now wife, the girlfriend at the time he lived with would come in and suddenly, you know, when she'd walk in through the door and two children would be bouncing off the walls at each other, we'd kind of, well, one and a half grumpy men, me being mostly grumpy and Josh kind of dealing with it. Um, yeah, it, it got really bad. I really started to dislike it. Um, and because um, it was awkward, I was getting all this horrible So Anyway, after this episode, this awkward episode, it went live and then it got pulled moments afterwards. And we both received such the, it's solid, it's true, the most bitchiest and unprofessional email about it, blaming us 
for it because this was at a point where the podcast wasn't released for X amount of time, say a few weeks, three weeks. We both told James, you need to listen to this because some of the stuff that's said on it, hey, it's funny if you're that way inclined, but bloody hell, it's rude. Uh, he only listened to it once it was aired. And then he kind of told us off about it because we never told him and stuff. And Josh replied back, telling him how unhappy he was to hear this. How unhappy he was to receive such an email when we have done the right thing. We told him about this episode of the podcast. We told him about the language on it, the subjects that were talked, and he should have listened to it beforehand before publicizing it worldwide, especially during the time where he's looking for sponsors and is in fear that the sponsors will listen to the most recent podcast, this one. Um, Josh got an apology. I didn't. Due to the email. Again, it upset me, really got me down. I became a bit more distant from James. Uh, didn't want to communicate with him, really. I was getting emails in the evening saying, Seb, uh, by tomorrow, I want you to uh, do some research and write down why why is it good for business webs, fitness websites to do this and do that? What are the biggest hurdles for people, businesses and not having it? And I'm like, Me? Do that? I'm an idiot. Why, why, I, I have difficulties wiping my own ass. Why, why are you sending me that at 10 o'clock at night and expect me to do that the next day? You know, I was getting those type of things. And yeah, and I was getting very stressed. la da da Anyway. So we're going down this horrible avenue, um, being very selective with guests. One in particular, uh, a wonderful lady. Sorry, again, I'll be truthful. Dana Falsetti, the yoga lady, wonderful woman, an overweight lady. Okay, she's not afraid to admit it herself. She is rather a large lady, but yoga, she kicked all our asses in yoga. When I suggested this woman, I reached out to her. I got in touch with her. I booked her onto the podcast. Suddenly we get an email saying, are we sure about this? It could be damaging to our image. I thought, no, 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 this ain't right. And this is the truth. Any denials that come from this, I'm sorry, it's an absolute lie. But that is the truth. And we had a huge group discussion about it. Um, at this point, Strength Matters was growing. There were many members of the team. We had a huge discussion about it. It was decided the podcast would go ahead. But I was disgusted by that, absolutely. Weeks went on anyway. And uh, Brexit. Brexit happened. And I had a Skype meeting with James and another member of the team about a day or two afterwards and was told that um, I was being made redundant because of Brexit, you know, money and stuff coming in. Mind you, what I have recently found out is on the day of Brexit, apparently the pound closed higher than it had done in months or years previously to that. Hey, but I'm no business monkey. But it happened anyway. So finalized the last few guests, um, did the last few podcasts, released them. I announced I'd be leaving the team. I never said why. Uh, um, But I heard back from a couple of people that they had been told it's because I wanted to look down further avenues. Again, not the truth. And I was a bit unhappy by that. I found it quite disrespectful, but never mind. Um, Yeah, and that was me and Strength Matters done. Um, I, I was upset by it. I was left on the, I think I felt as if I was just left on the wayside a little bit. Um, I had great support networks, you know, Sam being one of them, um, other friends in London, uh, especially, you know, Rob and Maya and Fitz and Paul over in the Commando Temple. Um, 
wonderful people, great support network for me. Uh, Rob and Maya getting married very soon. Um, you know, wonderful people. I'd like to meet Rob. Sam, Sam, Sam's introduced me to Rob a couple times and, and I, I admittedly, Rob, I have to apologize if you, if you listen to this, uh, I, we, we need to hang out. I need to get you on this podcast. I've heard nothing but good things about that. And Rob, Rob you know, is like, I, I follow good. Sam's lead on like, if, if Sam tells me I, I should meet or talk to somebody, um, he's a good indicator of character. So yeah. I want to throw that out for anybody listening to this. I've been wondering, like, you know, like I'm, I'm going to lean on that, um, heavier just because like I, I, Sam and I have that kind of relationship. I have that, that respect for him. Rob is a man above men, a wonderful person. And one of the greatest role models in the sense of, you know, accept everybody disregard none in a sense, you know, he'll have strong first in his gym, uh, RKC in his gym, strength matters in the gym. Doesn't bother him. Loyal until you're not. Yeah. You know, that's how people, that's how Rob looks at the world. He'll be loyal to you until you're not. And then that's it. But he's, he's a great guy. They're all great down there. And yeah, so with, you know, with their support, I kind of had to find, a, uh, I say a new direction. I just find things to keep going. Uh, unfortunately, with my education and my background, it's a little bit tough for me to kind of get into work. The fitness stuff in London is really bloody hard to survive. Um, I was 12 hours away from leaving London before I was offered a temporary position at the school I currently work in now. And, you know, things went on from there. But contact between me and Strength Matters um, grew a little bit more distant and distant. Me and James were still talking a little bit. He was trying to help me get a new job, um, come up with this idea, that idea, and then it went a bit more distant, a bit more distant. And then I heard whispers from people and stuff. And then, you know, again, as I say, I could be a difficult person. I was getting angry. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want fuck all to do with these guys. That was it. You know, done and done. That's how I'm going to be treated after, you know, me kind of supporting as much as I can, doing everything I could, pushing other things to the side, you know, abandoning work trips to Japan to support Strength Matters, um, all sorts like that. Um, and then, unfortunately, few down the line then, you know, distance between you know, me and Josh got a little bit more distant. Um, he got married. Congratulations to him. Wasn't invited to the wedding. Never mind. Um, he's left London with his uh, lovely wife. They've gone up north now, which they believe can support them a little bit better. Wish them all the best of luck. I wasn't told they left. I found out via Facebook. Um, yeah. You know what? That's life. It's absolutely... It's bish bash bosh. Whatever. Yeah, it's... So, it's- you know, I, I don't want to say I'm sorry to hear it because I feel like that's like a bullshitty thing to say. Like, it, you know, it's clearly it's like a disappointment to hear when, when things go south amongst friends. And I know, you know, I, I've had things like that happen in the past as well. Like, you know, uh, it, it, it's really a shame. It's I found it hard, whether it was in visual effects or in the fitness career, it's hard to leave a place clean and happy with everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what the circumstances are, um, I feel like I'm always trying to do the right way to get out of something. And then like, you know, I've ended up burning some bridges without even knowing why. Um, and you're kind of like sort of caught. And it, it's interesting because I didn't know the level of this. Um, again, cause you know, I, I know I sent you that message when, when I found out you weren't doing the podcast to check in, but as someone that, you know, I knew strength matters was on my, my radar because I knew James because uh, of hearing you in the podcast and you know from Tamer and Dan and Sam you were the personality behind the brand so for me I found that odd that of the people leaving 
you know, like that was, that was part of it. And I, I didn't know from the, you know, from my point of view, I don't know if that was like a business, you know, I didn't know if it was business struggles, like maybe the certs weren't doing well, like, and I'm not trying to like start a hard style battle war, but I just didn't know, like, that was my perspective from the States over here. Like maybe there's just like, you know, I didn't know it was as much personal. I didn't know if it was more business trouble, but I will say this, if, if, if you're being put in a podcast situation where you have to talk to people, you have no interest to talk about, like, I know on one end you'd be like, yeah, it's not such a tough job if you're getting paid, but man, sometimes it's like really hard to talk to somebody for an hour that you have no interest in talking to. Like if I look at like, you know, some people be like, I know this person that should come on your show. They do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, you know, I, I I've got cool friends. <laughs> like I just, I'm not yeah, ready for I mean, that yet. The one thing I want to get across is <clears throat> in that sense, everybody we spoke to, everybody were wonderful people who are passionate about what they do, but I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, not everybody wants to talk to me monkeying around saying, you know, gobshite this and that and blah, 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 the way I talk and bounce around the walls, you know, I'm you know, a bit, maybe a bit too much, too wild, too loud for something. That's absolutely fine. But you know, when I'm being told, I'm being told I have to interview the fella who's putting money into strength matters, which he was, there's a great product and has helped many fitness professionals out there. Okay. You know, and he, <laughs> he's kicking my ass in business and life. So, you know, yeah. hats off to the fella. But when I'm being told, I got to talk to this wonderful gentleman who he is, and we've had private chats, you know, around that time and stuff, you know, laughs at the, at the summits and stuff about, about websites. What the hell do I know about fitness websites, man? And, you know, we spoke to many, many of our guests were able to reach out to just our general civ pop, a general, many of the wonderful comments we had was just of people who enjoyed recreational health and fitness. That's what the podcast was meant to be about in the first place, was to reach out to people. Why do they need to listen to a technical watch or uh, know about a website or this or that now? It went down a different avenue and, you know, it just, I wasn't very much suited towards it. Now, it breaks my heart because I loved the podcast. I loved doing it. As I said, I pushed a lot of things out to the side to do it. And so did Josh. I loved spending time with him and having our fun. We were the three amigos. We'd always go for ice cream afterwards as well. It was part of the joke. And, uh, ice cream, ice cream, I got some ice cream, ice cream. You know, stuff like that. Um, and yeah. It's a shame. I miss it. I wish I could still do a podcast, but I ain't going to do one completely off my own back because I'm just not smart enough. And I'm not very consistent anyway. I do like two or three, get mega excited and just bob it off. Uh, if anybody out there wants to do a podcast, can do the admin. Do give me a shout. But uh, uh, Seb, Seb, hold on a second. Seb, do a podcast. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not smart, man. I'm, in truth, I... Dude, you don't need to be smart. You're, you're, you got personality. You, that, that's all you need. You, you got a good head on your shoulders and personality. And I mean, like... I'm, I'm going to throw this out here. If, if, if I can help you again, like this podcast isn't like a wildly successful podcast in, by any means. I mean, you, you definitely had way more listeners than, 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 than I ever have, but like, if I can pay this forward in a little bit, like let me, if I can help in any way behind the scenes, get something set up, like, let me know. Because, you know, I, I had talked about doing a podcast for about two years and I found every 
excuse not to do it. I didn't know what kind of gear I did. I, I, I needed what kind of mics I, I was going to need. What kind of software am I going to be able to do it? How do you mix it? Blah, blah, blah. And then Todd Bumgardner from Strength Faction wrote a blog. And I hate to say it, folks, this blog was for Strength Faction members only. So sign up and you can get access to it. I can't share it. People have asked me, but I, I've been very open with the information. You know, and I was just talking with Danny and Tim from OS about, you know, uh, an OS podcast. Like, it's not that hard because if I can do it, certainly you can do it. Um, you have the greater skill that's needed and that's the personality. And then that's what it is. It's like, you got to be curious and, and have personality. And, you know, hopefully I'm curious enough. And some people think I have personality. Sometimes I find that a weird thing to ponder, but dude, Gosh. I'm here to help you get this podcast on, especially cause you're laid up P PT in your hip. It's a good time. <laughs> well, as I say, I'm still working. The, the doctors signed me off for six weeks. I went back to work five days after having surgery. But, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually quite scared. A lot of people were scared again because the kids we deal with can be very—they're very physical, very violent. This—the type of relationship we get with our kids. I'm not a teacher. I, I work on the alternative learning program. So I come up with activities for the kids to do, which is not just a bit of fun, but hopefully they get something out of it, whether it be just social skills, um, collaboration with teachers, la di da di da But our kids are very physical, really physical. Oh, we have plenty of, you know, scraps, but it's more like uncle and nephew with our kids. That's what, amazing, man. Oh, it's great. Yes, I had a knife pulled on me the other day, um, you know, and the boy, unfortunately, he got arrested. A um, few days later, he came back into school. He charged his way back into school. Uh, he found me in the room. He came in. You know, his focus was me, me, Mr. Morgan. Mr. Morgan got me arrested. He sat down. He started gobbing off. Now, now, and we had, to, we had to play it. I had to play it right to get him comfy. And um, he was like, well, why did you have this? Why did you have this? Because I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. I said, like, no, no, but remember when I said that thing to you? Remember when I told you to stab me? What did I say to you? And he goes, oh, yeah, you gave me a countdown, didn't you? You told me. And you went, come on, then, do it. Three, two, one, go. And I was like, yes, that's right. High five. We high fived each other. I was like, and then, and then what, what did you do next? What did you do? Oh, I, I reached out towards you with the blade. Yes, you did. And I didn't move. Why didn't I move? Because do you remember what you did with the blade? Oh, I turned it back on myself. Cause, yes, because it was a game, wasn't it? You were playing a game. Yes, I was playing a game. It was a stupid game, wasn't it? Yes, it was a stupid game. That type of relationship we've got with our kids. But, um, you know, so yeah, I was quite worried. I'm going to be hobbling around. I was in a ton of agony. But they have been fantastic. They're, they can be very protective. They can be massively protective, our kids. Uh, you know, they tell us to suck our mums. That's the biggest phrase. Go suck yourself. Go suck your mum. Uh, fuck off. We get told to fuck off quite a lot. Uh, we get called all sorts of names. And, and we get hit. I get hit a lot by them. I get cheers thrown at me. Um, but when it comes to it, you know, if another kid did it to me, did it to me, another kid would be so, oh, what are you doing that to Mr. Morgan for? You know, then I'd have to stop the fight between them. But um, yeah, I was quite worried, but I went straight back into it. Uh, but just finished off with the strength matters. What I want to say is they still do podcasts. Josh still does podcasts with them. It's called The Everyday Athlete, a really great podcast. I, I don't listen to it, not out of disrespect, but just because, you know, there used to be me and him, and it just upsets me a little bit, really. Uh, but, you know, good. I say, I say good luck. I say good luck to Josh, because he was my mate. Um, bish, bash, bosh. But uh, 
Yeah, thank you and your big bald head. If you a podcast, then yeah, I'll give you a shout for sure. But yeah, dude, let's let, let's 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 talk about how I can help you. I just want to follow up on something. So, like, you know, I actually oddly just got weirdly emotional while you were telling the story about the kid on the knife because you know clearly in the states right now we're still reeling um, from the Parkland shootings in Florida. Yeah, and you know. <laughs> man, I, you, you, you're putting yourself down one way as not being like, you know, smart enough to get certain things done. And, and you're fucking the exact type of person. Like, I, I wish we had more of you in, in schools. So, you know, again, this is just like, sometimes we don't notice the gifts we potentially have. Um, I just want to thank you because it, it's really easy to talk about like dealing with mental illness and stuff. But I, I've had other friends that have been in school situations where it's like potentially violent and you know arming teachers isn't the greatest of ideas in my opinion um mm. but you need people that are brave um and, and have big hearts because it's fucking you can't have one you can't have a big heart and not be brave to handle something like that um so thank you um for doing that and you know i i will say and it's you know please again we don't I feel like I know you much better now. Um, so thank you for being open on this podcast. It wasn't meant, by the way, folks, like uh, Seb and I never talked ahead of time about this is going to become like the Strength Matters podcast. It was just like, this is Seb and Fury get to know each other. Um, is I would hope, uh, I feel like that bridge with Josh can get mended is just what I, I you know, just you, you I would hope that, not necessarily in a business situation, but over time, I would hope that would that would get mended. But if oh, it doesn't, I, I got to say, when when the news went out about my surgery as well, and I had some wonderful messages worldwide of some wonderful people. Molly Scott reached out towards me. Um, people from down in Australia reached out towards me. Uh, a friend of mine, I say a friend of mine, we chatted over Instagram messaging. Um, Dan Bradley of the Iron Union. He, he's, you know, he's a father who's got about three, three or four jobs, graphic designers, created the, this brand called the Iron Union. I absolutely love it. I just, I love the designs of that he creates and the style that he creates. And, and he put up a post to say, hey, our, our team member, Seb, has had surgery. Reach out towards him. I was getting messages of people worldwide just saying, no, hang in there. Because I was getting a bit, I was getting a bit kind of like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? It's the first time I've had anything like this. And, you know, again, though, Josh reached out to me and he sent me a wonderful message just saying, good luck, hang on in there kind of thing. So, you know, it's not total bridges burnt. It's just, you know, I think, I think when, you know, when the strength matters thing happened, I was, I was angry. Like I said, I get angry at many silly things, you know, uh, I get angry because of TV. Uh, I get angry because I saw the color yellow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things happen. And I, you know, and what Josh has always done throughout our great friendship and years that we had together was is when I do get in these little mood swings, just gives me time and distance. And I guess that's what it was, you know, and I guess I saw it in a different way. Hey ho, hey ho, bing bang wish. All right, well, here's an idea. So what I want you to do is this. When you're feeling more mobile, I want you to get like a, a, a trench coat, 80 style trench coat and, and a cassette player, a boom box. And I want you to go outside of Josh's new home and I want you to play Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes while holding the boom box <laughs> overhead outside his window. And I want you to give him a pen and say, write me. And then things will be great. 
If I can find out where he lives, mind you, it's about a three, four hour drive. So fuck you, Fury. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be that. I would actually do that just for the laugh. If somebody else records it, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> well, hey, Seb. Um, hey, Seb's mentioned this. We've mentioned PT. He just had uh, what, what type of surgery did you have? Oh, Christ. Uh, I've got these pizza paper next to me. Um, stuff with words I can't pronounce. But it, was, was, it, was, it wasn't hip replacement, though, was it? No, thankfully, it wasn't hip replacement just yet. Um, we were not too sure further down the line that could be something. But the procedure was called orthoposcopy. So it's basically keyhole surgery into my hip. Um, what, had, what had been happening for quite a few years now, um, and people may have known this, you know, they see my Instagram posts, I talk about the injury and not being able to squat and deadlift. I was getting severe bad lower back pain and um, pain at the front of my hips and my legs. So, you know, uh, the psoas and the hip flexor area. And of course, I, I believed it was either inactive or over tight psoas and hip flexors, which again, through all the kind of educational resources, Fitness is a fashion, and one of the fashions at the time was lower back pain due to overtight psoas. Psoas, psoas, psoas. Foam yeah. roll your psoas. Dig this with your psoas. Uh, dig your psoas out, stick them in the garden, you know, water it three times a day for a week, and it's going to grow brand new, stick it back inside. And I was doing all that, and I paid a fortune on, you know, osteopaths and physios giving me all these lovely stretching things that is probably inside my FMS manual and all that type of stuff. And... Um, it was causing me a lot of pain sitting down, standing up for prolonged periods of time. Uh, I stopped deadlifting. I stopped squatting. I was just spending ages doing upper body stuff. And somebody in the gym, my old gym down the road that's unfortunately closed, uh, convinced me, man, just go to the bloody doctors. So I did. Went to the doctor. And particularly, uh, the day I went to him was a very, very bad day. I was screaming, getting out of bed. I mean, really, really bad. And went to him. I got referred to the local um, NHS physio, the National Health Service physio. Uh, God bless National Health Service here in the UK. And I had an MRI scan. And the MRI scan came back. And it said I had um, issues within my hip where there seems to be some impingement in grinding and bulging discs in my spine. Now, normally they can tell what causes the other, but in this case they couldn't due to the severity of it. So I got referred to a wonderful specialist, a hip specialist here in the UK, uh, Mr. John Whit. You know, I'm going to share the website just because, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, hip joint surgery, anybody in the UK or the States, um, have a little look if you're that way inclined with education and hips and stuff, uh, mega, mega, mega guy. Had a CT scan, and what came back was the issues was happening because my hips have grown differently, just a little bit abnormal in size and shape. Uh, and the, the head of my femur have grown over large. So what that was doing within my hip socket was grinding, uh, impinging, and you know, cut, not cutting away at muscle, but really digging in and grinding muscle, and started to develop early signs of arthritis. So the um, I went into surgery now. So today, today is uh, was it Thursday? Jim in the UK is Thursday, the first of March, which is Saint David's Day, the patron saint of Wales, uh, and the first day of spring. And outside my room, it's snow, and. Um, I went to surgery two weeks and two days ago. Uh, I'm now able to stand on both legs and I walk without the aid of my crutches within my bedroom and across the land into the bathroom. Anywhere else, I'm, I'm definitely using my crutches. Um, 
I get too, when I'm skipping down the road on them, I get a bit too overexcited. I swing my leg a bit and oh, I feel something. <laughs> when, I, when I came around from surgery then, um, what they said, the first words they said was, we did a lot of work. A lot of work, he said. They didn't do as much as what they thought because thankfully the, the muscle, some of the muscles in there that they thought would be damaged and torn and stuff due to the grinding had managed to hold up. Yes, it was damaged, but it, would be, it was at a level where it could repair itself given time. Um, they shaved a bit of my hip. They shaved the head of the femur. They've cut other stuff away. Um, yeah. They did a lot of work, but the one thing he did say was there was a tremendous amount of inflammation inside. Uh, and, you know, we're talking to the points where my lower abdominal region, just above my groin, I could not press into my abdominals. It hurt so much. Now I'm doing it, and it's still a bit tender, and I'm putting that down to the inflammation that's still there, but it's so much better. My okay. lower back is so much better. Yes, the pain in my leg is still there, and I'm, and I'm rehabbing movements now and such. But yeah, yeah, that, that's what's been happening. Um, it's the first time I've ever had anything like this. It, the, I was fine until the week leading up to it, and then the night before, I kind of had a, oh my God, a, a realization of, shit, this is it. And I put yeah. a post up on Instagram where I'm swinging my mace around, listening to a bit of music, and I was like, this is going to be my last workout on my feet for quite some time. And I'm quite scared about what's going to happen. It, it was a, a pure vulnerable moment. Uh, things have been great since. Uh, first few days, I was in absolute agony, but a wonderful individual who was supporting me and helping me out, a wonderful girl. Um, yeah, I think it's going really good. As I say, I'm, I'm walking, I'm upright. The kids are looking after me in school. Um, I live on the third story of a house and a shit ton of steps to get up. So <laughs> it's all great. We got snow outside in the UK. So I'm prepping for the Winter Olympics. I hope to fly out tomorrow to South Korea uh, to compete in crutches skiing. Yeah, it's, go it's going all right. Um, well, cheers to a speedy recovery, man. Thank you very much, Bob. Thank you. In, in, in the long run, it, it, you know, I, I went through one surgery as a uh, shoulder surgery as a deconditioned just guy, and it was a nightmare. It took me a while and, and horrible pain. And then, you know, I went through, uh, I have a PCL replacement in my left knee, and I was a fit guy for that. And it made such a difference. And the things that I'm able to do on both of those on my right shoulder and my left knee, like I never thought I'd be able to like, you know, press a heavy kettlebell or do a pistol squat. So, you know, you're, you're in the, the suck of it right now, but the long term will be great. So cheers to a speedy recovery. And Seb, can you, uh, as we wrap this one up, this I think it's going to go down as the longest episode. And I still <laughs> want to have you back on here. Um, where can people reach out to you about training or saying, hey? Um, well, in all honesty, the training probably ain't going to happen. Uh, unless, I'll be honest with you, because one thing I loved, oh, the snow's coming back now. One thing I loved uh, what I was doing with Strength Matters was when people used to reach out to us and say, I need a little bit of help with this, I need a little bit of help with that. They'd write to Strength Matters, so we'd go to Marie. Marie would then tell me, and I'd say, you know what? If they can get to me, I'll meet them in the park across the road. You know, some fella drove like three hours once, and will go through whatever they want to for however long they want to and sod the money because they've just paid like over a grand to do the course you know we'll work with them for free i'm not bothered so you know and if anybody wants to do that you know if they want help with kettlebell technique or kind of training technique even though there's great ton mega people out there yeah you can reach out towards me your best bet really is instagram because i love instagram so much 
again, I only follow the positive stuff and then a few quite good looking ladies. Um, so Seb Morgan on Instagram, Seb Morgan on Twitter. Unfortunately, with the Facebook, I kind of only accept people who I kind of know. Again, the wonderful work with Strength Matters, people were reaching out to me. It was wonderful. Thank you very much. But my Facebook was my personal space, my nephews, my niece, family, and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, Twitter and Instagram, I, I'm more than happy to converse and chat and stuff with people. Just, uh, was it, at, at Seb Morgan. You can't miss it. It's just me being a dumbass. <laughs> hey, Seb, can you tell the listeners to die mighty? <laughs> you motherfuckers, die mighty! <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Seb. It was awesome talking to you, man. Uh, listeners, hey, go check out Seb's Instagram and, and, and Twitter, though. I think, you know, he said, uh, make Twitter secondary. Go to Instagram. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of like Seb. I don't use my, my Twitter all that much. I'm trying to get better at that. But, uh, man, Instagram and Facebook keeps me busy. Hey, if you want to train with Coach Fury, that's me. You've been listening to me for a long time right now. Visit CoachFury.com for classes in Gowanus, Brooklyn, personal training or online training. And you can also check out any upcoming courses I have. Hey, if you really enjoyed this podcast, uh, at least half as much as I enjoyed talking to Seb and want to donate some money to the show, uh, visit patreon.com slash coach fury podcast. That's P A T R E O N.com slash coach fury podcast. And you can donate like a buck to the show and it'll help. Cause I keep saying this. Uh, I want to get some microphones for it. Um, and so I can travel when I do my courses and, and talk to people more face-to-face versus right now this is being done via a video conference, though Seb doesn't have a camera, so I'm looking at a, a, a an all-black screen that just says in white, Helvetica, Seb Morgan. <laughs> but become a patron. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, thanks to Ridge Carpenter for the Die Mighty logo, for the FTW, for the heavy metal music, and for Glenn Urieta for doing... Man, over 27 individual pieces of art for this podcast. It blows my freaking mind, and I keep coming up with ideas that I think are sillier than the next, waiting for Glenn to be like, that is just too dumb. And he's just so game for the challenge of everything I throw at him. So it's just become an integral part of the thing. And it's actually the most collaborative aspect of this show is what I do with Glenn. So um, hit him up on Instagram as well. You're going to hear the button after. And again, thank you for listening, Seb. Heal fast. Uh, I think we can say, we can officially say that we're brothers now, right? Oh, mate, we, we, we are one and the same. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, everybody, take care. The Coach Fury Podcast is created, owned, and produced by yours truly, Steve, Coach Fury Holliner for Fury Industries, LLC. Music provided by the FTW. Visit the ftw.nyc.com for band, album, tour, and merchandise information. And the artwork is created by Glenn Urieta. Visit glennurieta.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-U-R-I-E-T-A. Or on Instagram, at Glenn Urieta. Thanks, everyone.